That's Feminism Bro, where we're exploring diverse voices in modern female strength. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I think that word has been so diluted, hijacked, and defunct, we women aren't even sure what our role is or how to perform it. But I can tell you this much, it's hella important and we need to figure this out. I'm your host, Bridget Van Bosker. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Um, I have a whole bunch of quotes that I like to pull upon, whether they're something I found online, on Facebook, and I just collect them, put them in my phone, put them on the dry erase board, log them in my journal. And I have quite a few that are very similar. I'm just picking one that's my favorite, but the message is common amongst a lot of the quotes that I have. This is St. Teresa, and she said, May today there be peace within. May you trust that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith in yourself and in others. May you use the gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content with yourself just the way you are. That, but there's a whole bunch of them and they're all kind of the same. Like, yes, you're you're exactly where you're meant to be. Calm down, you're exactly where you're meant to be. I didn't have as much access to all these quotes when we were younger and there was no internet, if you remember those days. But the um, concept was still there. I actually know one of the ones that we always grew up on was, eh, the grass is always greener. Same idea. Eh, grass is always greener. Life isn't perfect. Let's move on. I will say now I feel like we live in a society that is so much more coddled and we need to be so much more gentle. And I think that that's causing more harm than good. I kind of like the good old days, the shoulder shrug and the, huh, grass is always greener. Especially um, because I don't think that this is a quote, I think this is a quote you can abuse. I think all of these are ideas that you can abuse. I have never heard of a single success story, no matter what the medium, where that person didn't feel like they hit rock bottom. Now, their rock bottom might be drastically different than mine, which might be drastically different than yours, but all of them talk about that rock bottom moment that got them to dig out of their hole. And I think sometimes we can listen to this quote and be like, eh, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, so never mind. That's really the danger in that. You are exactly where you're meant to be, but start taking action. Start looking at your future and making plans and making changes. That's kind of never in the quote. And I think it should be the now what part of the quote. Like, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, but not particularly happy. Now what? Because I think, I don't think this quote is meant for the girl that shows up at the office to the job she doesn't care for at all, has no interest in being in, knows she wants to be somewhere else, is too scared to put herself out there, settles for this job, leaves this job, has no connection to this job or the people, and is unhappy. I don't think she's exactly where she's meant to be right now. I don't think this quote is for the girl that's getting engaged because she's been living with him for five years and we might as well. It's probably the next step. I'm not particularly happy and I know that I want kids and he doesn't or he wants kids and I don't, but I'm exactly where I'm meant to be, so I'll just continue on this route. I don't think this quote is meant for the woman that came home from the doctor's office with all of these health issues and the doctor said, you've got to you've got to get rid of some weight. And she says, yeah, but I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And she sits down with ice cream. I think we can hide behind this. I think you are exactly where you are meant to be. Now what? Now what are you going to do? What action are you going to take? Because it's true. The grass is always greener. That one is a little bit more accurate. I am super happily married with some awesome kids. Great life, great job, great community. But some days aren't awesome. 
And I kind of have to say, well, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be today. But if I don't get out of this rut with my husband, then we need, you know, we need to start communicating or we need to go on a date or I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right now, but I still have to fix this behavioral problem in my kid. So um, now what is the big part of it? And um, I think more than anything, it's women that turn to these quotes. And we have them in the flowery thing. And we have them hanging up in our house. And they're also cute and very Pinteresty. I don't think the men turn to them as much. And I would argue that it is more dangerous for us as women to turn to them than it is for men. Because we have to be the support. We have to be the one that helps him go in the direction he's going in. And for a lot of us, that's a really big role because... He's really the one that's dictating our future in a way. If he's the breadwinner and we're at home, then it is important that he understands this is a rut. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Now what? But that has to be us that gives him that support. I can't remember the joke, so I'll probably butcher it. But I think Bill and Hillary Clinton stop and get gas and she runs into an ex-boyfriend and he's really down and he's, you know, clearly had a tough go of it. And as they drive away, Bill Clinton says, oh, man, see, if you married him, you'd be the wife of a gas station attendant. And she says, nope, if I married him, I'd be first lady in the White House. Um I don't know if you've seen a picture of Bill Clinton lately. He looks awful. He's 71 and he looks like he's 105. And that is the price you pay for being married to Hillary. So enough about the mafia. But um, the, the truth is there. We have to be the support system. And somewhere that idea got hijacked. Somewhere in the feminism that I was definitely not a part of and definitely has set me back and now I have to suffer through, somebody decided that that role of support was oppressive. And it's destroying us right now. That idea is destroying us right now. That's why we have men who are just barely men, men who identify as women, women who aren't sure what their role is. That all came because we stopped taking on the role of support. We stopped owning that role. And in a way, I get it a little bit. Um, I remember being, you know, a purple-haired, rebellious teen and my mom saying about my dad or about her marriage that she was his cheerleader and me saying, that is so oppressive. Why would you want to be his cheerleader? You deserve more. All that ridiculous teenage naivety. Um... What I didn't know then, and I know now, is I had never been in a relationship that was so profound and so valuable and so loving that I absolutely wanted to give and be all in for that person and allow them to give and be all in for me. And when I did experience that relationship with my husband, uh, I realized, yes, I absolutely, I am fanatical about his success, his success in business, his success as a father, his success as a son, as a husband, as a community member, as a board member, as a coach, as a whatever it is, Christian, Catholic, all of that. Like I am absolutely his biggest cheerleader, but I'm also uh, the quarterback and maybe I'm also the coach. And my mom was too. My mom said, oh, you have to be his biggest cheerleader. But as I watched them, I realized that she, with no post-college experience and absolutely no medical experience, was giving advice to him. And he, the doctor, with you know 30 plus years of owning his own practice, was taking her advice. 
and turning to her for advice. And she was leading him into this place where he was set up for such success because she was his biggest cheerleader. She was fanatical for him. And she was absolutely all in in the role of supportive. And he was too. It was a two-way street. I don't know why feminists got stuck in this, you know, 14 year old girl, oh, that's so oppressive, and didn't look around and say, whoa, this is not oppressive. This is incredibly empowering. And he needs me, and I need him to need me so that we can both get where we need to go. You can't make a a good dessert with just the icing. You have to have the cake. You have to have the support beams in the structure. This is who we are. We are the sort of the foundation for all the greatness that's to come. But we have to take back that role. We have to stop saying, oh, that's so oppressive and start saying, yes, absolutely. I am all in and I want to take on this role and I want to be a little bit more for him, for us. So now I am a a big cheerleader, supportive, enthusiastic, honest, and, and a beacon on his path. So I'm thankful that I got out of that, you know, bitchy teen mode, but um, I think maybe a little bit more people need to get out of that too. And if you're here, you're out of it as well. So you can continue to understand that being supportive does not mean being docile. You know, it means that you are part of this bigger picture here. And that's what it is because especially if you have a role like myself or my mom where he's the breadwinner and, and we're at home. Um, I don't have the tunnel vision that he has. You know, I can see, and, and I'm so invested in my kids too, in a way that I don't think fathers are totally capable of being. So when he comes at me with a concern or a problem, I can look at a bigger picture. I'm not just looking at, I don't even really totally understand what's happening in his office or what's happening in his work dynamics because I'm not part of it. So I can I can pull him out of that and I can open it up to, well, what's it look like in five years? Well, what's it look like for us? What's it look like for, for you and your children? What's it look like for our community? I can take all of those. And sometimes I don't think they can see all of that, but we have the blinders off so we can give them that gift. Um, we've been robbed of that role by women. And it's time that we take that role back, realizing that this is not hurtful or oppressive. And it's time to step up and just start to pull our weight because this is where we need to be. We need to say, and then what? And then why? And then take action. And it goes back to like, okay, this is for exactly where we're meant to be. Now what? Let's start with the taking action part of the role. How can we harvest it? How can we give that gift to those around us, but also to ourselves? That's just my quick thought for today. It is an awesome quote. Look it up and turn to it when you need to. Wallow for a minute and then say, but now what action do I take to get me to the next step? And what action does he take? And what action does our relationship take? And what action does our community take? And what action does our church take? And what action does our family take? And let's take that action. Let's know we're where we're meant to be so that we can one day look back and be like, ah, yeah, that was a tough spot. But because of that tough spot, I got to this spot and I was able to get him to this spot and we've crossed the finish line or we've hit the next milestone. I have a thought on that. Um, Thanks for joining me. And if you like this, Please share it with a friend or hit subscribe. I'd love to hear from you as well. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can find me on Instagram at That's Feminism Bro and ask me any questions or just share your thoughts. Artworks by KVB and music by Ace Parawan.